Hello and welcome back to the People of Hitachi podcast. As you may know, in this podcast, we meet people across our different business fields who are working hard to live Hitachi's values and realize our mission of contributing to society. In this series, we look to discuss key topics that connect employees across our business, topics that bring people together because connecting teams drives collaboration. The more we connect as colleagues, the more efficient our workplace is. My name is Mary Jane Linton and I work for the European Corporate Brand and Communications Office at Tatachi Europe. My role focuses on internal communications and branding. And coming up today, we have a very special episode to celebrate Pride Month. Today, we'll be meeting Deepak Patel, Head of Operations for Hitachi Zero Carbon within Hitachi Europe, and Tony Reynoso, Regional Leader for Latin America ERG Rainbow Connection at Hitachi Vantara. We welcome them both as we discuss topics centered around pride in the workplace and, of course, our everyday lives. Pride Month, held in June, is a month in which we celebrate LGBTQ communities all around the world. It's about coming together in love and friendship and to highlight the work that still needs to be done. Pride Month is not only a celebration, but also this is about educating people, learning about the history of Pride and continuing to move forward to equality. As part of celebrating Pride this year, on June 1st, we are thrilled to announce we are releasing a Hitachi Pride logo to celebrate Pride Month. And of course, to show our ongoing support for the LGBTQ community as part of the company's commitment to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is huge for Itachi and is something I know we're all proud to be a part of. So let's dive in. Hi both, it's great to meet you um, and have you on the podcast today. Could you please introduce yourself, Deepak? Um, So I've worked at Itachi for about three and a half years, based in the city of London. And I think as you've just sort of noted that, Head of Operations for Hitachi Zero Carbon. And my focus is on developing our people into high-performing teams. A little bit about Hitachi Zero Carbon, um, because many people may not have heard about it. Uh, So it's a new startup within the Hitachi group of companies. It's homed in Europe, Hitachi Europe, and it's focused on delivery of industry's most innovative end-to-end decarbonisation solutions to power global transition to a zero-carbon world. So yeah, trying to get us to net zero a little bit faster. Amazing. Thanks, Deepak. And Tony? Hi, my name is Antonio, but I like to be called Tony. I have been working for Hitachi since November 5th, 2018, and I remember it well because I joined it on my birthday. (laughs) I was at Hitachi Pantara, Mexico, but recently I moved to Brazil, and now I work at Hitachi Pantara, Brazil. I am in the service contract management team under Integrated Business Operations. My tasks are to make sure that professional services are recognized from the contract approach for America in the West region, and I help LATAM as well. I recently joined the ERG Rainbow Connection for Americas in Hitachi Vatara, and I'm starting to create a space for Spanish-speaking Hitachi employees in the community or supporting the community. Brilliant. So, you know, it sounds like you're both doing such great work. So I'd really like to start this podcast on the question what does this month mean to you what does pride month mean to you and you know why is this month so important to not only us but everyone i think pride means i think it means many things to many people 
we should be celebrating it every day. So it's not just for the month of June. But for me, it's a very um, it's a very clear reminder of the struggles and sacrifices that brave people made to enable an entire community to be seen and respected, just like all human beings should be. Why is it important? I think there's still about 67 countries where it's unsafe for me to be my full authentic self. And there's there's around 11 countries uh, from recollection where I'd be sentenced to death if I was caught being my true self. So I think with the work, which is still outstanding, is very clear to me. So we should continue to sort of remind ourselves that there's a long way off before a lot of people can reach their full potential. Thank you, Deepak. And Tony? Well, for me, it is not just a month. However, I think it's important to have it because it makes visible and recognizes the struggle that the community has had to recognize the people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, that we exist, that we have rights. But above all that, love is free and no one should be afraid to love under any circumstances. Um, for me, it's important, first of all, because it recognizes that we exist and I think it helps to normalize something that in some parts of the world is still an uncomfortable topic to discuss, to talk about, and especially to accept. I was born in Mexico and I can say that the Hispanic Latino culture still has many prejudices regarding this topic. So I think that having a month where we can make people understand that we are free to love ourselves and love whoever and feel comfortable under whatever our identity is helps to create awareness, tolerance, acceptance and normalize something that is purely normal. It's both great to hear you're so passionate about this topic and I think you both made such a great point of it's not only the month of June, we should be celebrating this every day. So if we can move on to our next question and look at, you know, how we are striving to achieve this within Hitachi and to create an inclusive workplace culture for all. And I think it's important to know that we are still on this journey, but what can we continue to do at Hitachi to reach this goal? I think the first thing is to let people know that everyone is valuable and that it really does matter who you are, who you love, what you care about what you prefer to be called, how you like to be referred to, and what identity you feel most comfortable with, what place you want to occupy. Uh, listening is the key of uh, any effective communication, and that's why I think it's important to change that state of mind at work and create an environment of trust and well-being at work. Um, create safe spaces where employees with a common identity feel safe to share experiences and talk about what makes them feel comfortable, such as ERGs. It's really important. That's a great, that's a great intro, Tony. So a couple of things I think, like you say, the journey is really important. I think we need to be pretty authentic and genuine when we set out an approach for an inclusive workplace. So Whilst we are on this journey, we need to be um, kind of patient, but keep everybody on the same path. So bring everybody along. There's a couple of things which I think would be really helpful. So role modeling, I think that's a great example where you can sort of enable this kind of visibility and contact for individuals who can reach out and start a conversation without fear of being marginalized or treated without respect. 
I think um, Tony mentioned it as well around education. So I think for me, it's how we educate. So we, we can have courses, we can have a lot of materials and libraries and so forth. But what are the daily kind of practicalities in the workplace? Um, and, and there was one kind of example we used in our last work, which is a pronoun kind of game, where you hide the, the gender of your partner and you've got to have a conversation without mentioning he or she. And it's always they and very neutral conversation about what you did at the weekend. Simple kind of workplace exercises like that will sort of help you kind of position where this individual on their journey is is starting and having to maybe hide a lot of things about what happened at the weekend. Wouldn't it be great if we could sort of kind of remove those barriers and have a very kind of open and frank conversation? As we as we are on this journey, action versus talk. So we're very good at basically presenting very good programs, but we should follow them up. You know, we should uh, reaffirm those kind of values and also put in plans to make sure that we, we reach a high standard. And there's one thing that we I used in my last um, kind of workplace working in the city was the 2CC and the BCC model. So when I started my journey, um, I was on the BCC list. So I was anonymous, looking from afar what the activities were, nobody knew who I was and then as I attended more LGBT events and became a little bit more visible I moved to the CC part of the line so I wasn't afraid of being sort of seen and then as you sort of move to for example a role model kind of situation you're on the two line so that's basically where you're you really are sort of promoting the kind of network activities and helping everybody to sort of participate equally so those are just a couple of things I think we could work on. Do you have any suggestions for somebody who is maybe seeking to learn more about the community or Pride itself? What advice would you give? Yeah, so I will say that uh, it's very important being empathic. Uh, putting yourself in the other person's shoes, it's really important to understand their life and needs. Educating as well is important. And I believe that we can all learn something new every day, regardless of hierarchical level or age. Um, empathy is also learning how to treat others. Thanks, Tony. And Deepak? Um, great point again. Um, so everyone's, I think everyone's experience is unique. So depending on where the person is coming from, their perspective, their values, their environment, the, you know, there's, there's loads of different approaches. But I'll give you an example of my journey, um, which started with intense research around the LGBTQ life. And I kind of soon realised that I really did need to speak to some members of the community and it's it's probably a lot easier to hear it from a human being than trying to do loads of research. And I looked for that through the sporting community. So I looked for an LGBT field hockey team and found the London Royals Hockey Club, which is now the second largest um, globally in the world. And I think through an activity where you've got an immediate kind of connection in terms of sport, you meet like-minded people where you can have that kind of safe inclusive environment and having those kind of chats and know that there's like-minded people within that particular environment and I think I'd also like to think that people can reach out to you know myself and Tony myself if they've got any kind of questions um, we'll try and answer them and also if we can't find the answer I'm pretty sure I can find somebody who can sort of help so I think it's having that first point of reference. 
Brilliant. And, you know, some such great resources there. And I think it is just about, you know, upping the conversation on this topic. The next question I'd like to look at is what advice would you give to maybe somebody who is struggling with their identity, not only within the workplace, but maybe outside of work? What advice would you give Deepak on this? Oh, this is this is quite uh, again. I would always go back to a personal experience. So let me let me give you what I sort of thought about when I was first thinking about this. Um, I, I would look around your kind of friendship circle, someone that you know and trust, like a best friend, and it's not always easy because you're having a, a conversation for the first time. And I think your the true test of friendships is like a true friend will not judge you and will support you no matter what your thinking about or what you're talking about if that is still a little bit tricky and you're still not sure then there are various helplines where you can call in anonymously as well and start to have those conversations if you're still not comfortable with having that in person i mean that that's a great place to start it's not it's not easy but a friendly a friendly face and a friendly voice will always help yeah so i will tell that person that under any circumstance and identity we are all valuable and we are all deserving of love and it is important to learn to love and accept ourselves first in order to receive love and acceptance from others that uh, no person is more valuable than another we are all in the same page uh, or in the same game of life so to speak Amazing. Thank you so much for your open and honesty. It's just it's some really great advice there. And I think, you know, when this podcast goes live, I hope we can put some of the helpful resources, for example, helplines um, within the caption. So I'd really like to end the podcast on, you know, a bit about you, a bit about your role within Hitachi and, you know, what inspires you within your roles and maybe what's your proudest moment working for Hitachi? Um, okay, I think it's quite a, so my role is quite broad. So there's many things that inspire me. We're, we're in a startup, so it, it's a fast moving environment where things are changing quite a lot. So we need to really have a pretty dynamic, open, diverse kind of mindset in terms of our kind of teams. But my most inspirational kind of part of the job is helping people to be the better version of themselves and, and and push that education themselves and experience the rest of their teams and organization. Um, so a proud moment is when we scored 100% in the employee evaluation for diversity. So that score was around the metric where the people I work with are respectful of all employees, irrespective of race, gender, religion, national origin, age or disability. I think that that's a very proud statistic and it, it's not just me um it's a team which basically works behind uh what we put together in the business something called a people pod so i I would probably frame it as as a group of cultural ambassadors from each of the areas of the business working closely together on a number of people initiatives so for example came i came up with the concept of the people day Um, and this is where we take the entire business out of the office and focus on initiatives that grow inclusive culture we celebrate our people with rewards and recognitions and we celebrate on how we can accelerate the business. But I think the most important thing of that day or that initiative is we build closer connections, relationships between all our people, our employees, and we grow high-performing teams kind of naturally. 
that's really exciting for me because I think um, the value behind any business is its people. Brilliant. Thanks, um, Deepak. And Tony? So I am inspired to learn new things, new ways to think. And it has to do with uh, what makes me proud. Uh, so I'm proud to, to lay the first stone in a path that is about to begin for Spanish speaking at Hitachi Latam from the LGBTQ plus community or who support it for any reason. I think it definitely breaks many prejudices and social stigmas also at the work that should no longer exist. I am proud to encourage other people to lose their fear of speaking up and being recognized for who they are and who they love. Thank you so much for joining us again today, Deepak and Tony. And thank you so much for your insightful responses and for sharing your experiences and thoughts so openly. It's been so great to hear from you. And you know, it's so important to remember how far we've come not only just at Hitachi, but in society today and how we can all play our part in helping achieve equality. And thank you for listening to the People of Hitachi podcast, produced by Fresh Air Production. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps people to find us. Next time, we'll be back with another exciting episode. See you then.